0: Will someone please get him to stop acting like such an arrogant asshole? So I can listen to the podcast sometime it's this season.
1: Carter. It's the Bill Simmons Podcast. Podcast. My name is Chris, and my name is Matt. Here we go. Two minutes and thirty-three seconds into the first pile of the week, featuring cousin Sal. First, our friends from Pearl Jam. Still no butt.
2: Yeah. Also, in the uh, during the open, so this might be before Pearl Jam. He's talking about Chris Long. And he said, Chris Long, who recently won a Super Bowl with New England, guess what? More recently yeah. won a Super Bowl with the Eagles against New England. F*** you, Bill. Yeah, I can him. play that game too. There was this tweet. I think it was actually the Ringer tweeted it. On this pod, Sal really gives it to the Patriots.
0: Because everything the Patriots ever do has to be good and adorable and great? Or, or is just is just blind allegiance? Or... I mean, is it at all good for the league that he's on the Patriots? Just no holds barred, sort
2: of. This is bullshit. They definitely tampered. Uh, There's no way AB signed with them one minute after he was released. I'm really annoyed with this. Bill says something like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Let's go. This is terrible. Let's hear terrible. It. Let's hear it. Go ahead. Unleash. Well, you, uh, you finish your thoughts. You guys high five. then what happened? You took a bath? That's it. I, I did what, a podcast.
2: I gave my thoughts. You give us your thoughts. Normal Bill enthusiasm. Here's how the Ringers tweet characterized that exchange. On the latest BS podcast, at Bill Simmons didn't hold at the cousin Sal back, as Sal believes the Patriots signing of Antonio Brown is unfair and a little suspicious. What the f***? This is bullshit. This is like Sal is great, Congratulate Bill for that, please. Uh, like, did Bill <laughs> write this fucking tweet? And I was like, well, I can't tweet this myself. Ringer account, tweet this. Like, God it, man. This guy is so fucking self-obsessed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you are very fired up and emotional. I don't know.
2: It's just like, it's
1: man, it makes me mad. It's I can just, tell. Like, I can tell. It's like,
2: how is Bill getting credit for this? This is Sal. And by the way, I went back and listened to it. It's not like Bill didn't hold him back and was like, you give it to him, Sal. He was like, clearly egging him on almost. He was like, ha yeah, we win. We own the Steelers. F- you. Yeah, God, fuck f- you. God, I have bombs in this."
1: Yeah, you're saying a lot of swears. Three minutes and five seconds in,
0: time for a swallow. Had the highest score in our league. I've won some bets. This is great.
1: At 535, Bill, in his ongoing defense, as Matt points out, of all things New England Patriots, accuses the NFL of trying to railroads Tom Brady.
0: <laughs> Went out of its way to try to railroads the best quarterback all a right, railroads
1: by any other name would smell as
0: sweet. <laughs> and
1: 922, Bill, again, with a logical fallacy when he tries to account for the Patriots tampering with Antonio Brown by saying, well, they tamper all the time in the NBA.
0: How is that different than every single situation that's happened in the NBA that both of us hate? Those are not equivalent.
2: <laughs> well, obviously, uh, even though Bill doesn't want to talk about it, I will talk about it.
1: Please, Matt. Antonio Brown seems like a dickhead. I've given this quite a bit of thought, Matt. This is rape. I mean, yes. that's what the accusation yes. is. It's it's not a criminal charge of rape, yeah. at, at least at this point, it's in the civil system. But to call it sexual assault may be underselling rape. I agree. At 12 that's minutes important. and 19 seconds, Bill clears his throat into the mic.
0: Down the social media, which,
2: <laughs> boy, we, we sure did go from very
1: serious to throat clear. <laughs> uh, at 1520, Bill continues to defend the Patriots. We lost mm-hmm. our leading passing rusher. Passing rusher. Pass rusher, that's a thing. I don't think it's called a passing rusher. It's not. It's just called a pass rusher. Yeah. At 24-51, based on the minimal amount of success the Cards had in their first game with Cliff Kingsbury uh, and Kyler Murray, Bill says there should have been an equivalently minimal amount of celebration, such as pouring a bottle of Gatorade on Cliff Kingsbury. Just like splashes yeah, right. groin with it or something? The first thing that jumped out to me is, this is stupid. The second thing was, doesn't he mean crotch?
2: Yes. Well, it's OK, Chris, because what Bill can do is stake a position and then just change his position and argue later that he came to the opposite conclusion. For instance, at 2750, when Bill says we were more than dubious, Bill was not dubious about the Browns. <laughs> Bill likes the Browns. He took been you over. A- yes. The fucking ringer spent a whole week writing great Browns articles. The, oh, man, the Browns are going to be good. And then the Browns look like shit. And then in week two, the Browns still kind of look like shit, even though they played a team who was on their third string quarterback.
1: At 27-28, Bill defends his choice to have multiple quarterbacks in fantasy. Yeah, I went one for three, but that's that's why you draft multiple quarterbacks. Keep in mind, Matt, this was when he only had three. You can only play one quarterback at a time. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. This is like having multiple defenses or kickers. It's just a wasted
2: roster spot. I do think it's like a little bit of... Zig when everybody else is zagging. And he doesn't care whether he's right about it. He just wants to be a person with an alternative hypothesis
1: about fantasy football. But this is like having a car and replacing the tires by buying five tires. Yeah, it's just And saying, well, I'll always have a backup tire just whenever I need it. Yeah, and what he usually says is,
2: I think he said this last year, and he might have alluded to it a couple times, is, well, if I have four quarterbacks and then somebody's quarterback gets hurt, I am now in a position to make a trade. And it's like... Well, maybe that works with one, but like, what do you need
1: four for? At 37.21, a snort. (laughs) At 38.36, during an ad for the CBS fantasy thing or whatever that thing is called, he swallows.
0: An all-expenses-paid trip to enjoy four days' worth. Could take it out, could redo it.
1: 48.24, a swallow.
0: And you know they're going to get him involved, and
1: you know... At 58 minutes and two seconds, Bill has the gall to imply that Sal is cheating guess the lines?
0: You talk about the Patriots cheating. Now,
1: Matt, there was a little bit of a subreddit debate on this last oh, week. Uh, and most people, I think, agree that Bill at least sometimes cheats at the lines. I don't know that he always cheats, otherwise he would always win. I just can't imagine that, A, a grown man would go to such great lengths to win a competition that has no stakes. And, B, we believe that Bill Simmons is that kind yeah, of man. He is definitely that kind of man. It's it's a fine line to walk between giving him too much credit and not and not enough. At fifty nine twenty eight,
0: once again, anti midwestern sentiment. Like Freddie Malt Forty, he just seems like he <laughs> should be hanging outside the Seven Eleven in like Kansas City. I'm yep.
1: surprised he didn't go with Iowa. Decided to instead insult the fine folks in Missouri, Kansas, or possibly Missouri. Kansas City, no, Kansas. No, there, it is not an insult to Kansas, <laughs> but would be an insult to Missouri. Also, who calls it a Malt Forty? I don't know. I googled Malt Forty to see if that was like a common terminology. No, no. At one hour twenty-one minutes and forty-seven seconds, during Bill's gloat about the relative lack of success the Steelers have had over the last decade, Bill uh, is reading the outcome of the Steelers' season every year since two thousand ten.
0: Two thousand ten, lose the Super Bowl. Two thousand ten, lose a wild card playoff game to Tim Tebow.
1: You read two thousand ten twice. You, could. <laughs> I'm not going to say that <laughs> word. You jerk. At one twenty-four twenty-three, this is not how you say the word coverage. Breaking news coverage. And also, I think it's the Bill Simmons podcast, not this.
0: Something we care about deeply here at the BS Podcast. At 124.50, how many Fs in Fire TV? Just download the CBS Sports app on your phone, Apple TV, Roku,
1: Fire TV. At 130.35, Matt, a topic that I know is near and dear to your heart. When people ask me for advice for parenting. We at the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast would like to say, do not do yes. this. <laughs> First, this is a our bad advice idea. Be- do Don't not ask. do this. Bill's follow-up point is, if you're thinking about having kids who will be athletic, <laughs> try to time the conception so they're born early in the year.
0: If you think your kids are going to be athletic, try to game it so that they're born like late January, early February. That's the move.
1: How are you going to know if your kid is athletic <laughs> before the kid is born? Well, here's, I guess both parents are athletes. Here's
2: what Bill is really saying. If you plan to force your kid to play sports regardless of whether they want to, and you're such a fucking psychopath (laughs) that you are willing to time their conception, make sure you have sex in the early part of the first quarter of the year so that they'll be born in January. But if you fuck it up just a little bit and they're born on December 31st...
1: Boned. Matt makes a gesture. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was silly. (laughs) At 31, while still talking about parenting, Bill is somehow mystified that his wife gave Ben, his 11-year-old son, $40 for coffee and walking around money. Matt, I can't remember the last time I had $40 in cash in my own wallet, and I am a
0: grown man (laughs) with a
1: job.
2: I mean, I I guess I should have assumed that both Bill and Bill's wife are enablers, but that is nuts. And what was he supposed to go get? Like a coffee or something, right? Like some Uh kind of drink. And it was like, here, in case you need $40 $40 for your drink.
1: And then what? he bought like a bunch of shit too. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, it was a key, right? It was like yeah. a fucking giant key. It was like a key that said, I love you or something. Or the key to my heart, I think is what it was, right? But
2: part of me is like, this kid, poor kid is doomed. And he just seems like kind of like a psychopath. But then like... He's got chutzpah. Yeah, it's like this fucking giant key. Yeah. What was it even for? Like, what was he thinking? What was he going to use that thing for?
1: It's like if he just came home with like a seven foot hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> How are you gonna eat all that? Well, I didn't really get that far, but that's a lot of yogurt. I don't know, I had $40.
2: That's for 37 I <laughs> yes. mean, what was I gonna do? And I got a coffee
1: with the <laughs> remainder. Uh at 131.53, Bill continues to to uh criticize his wife's decision. And he points out that giving an eleven-year-old forty dollars is like a game show where you give an eleven-year-old forty dollars.
0: <laughs> you know, it's like a game show where you're giving like Just dumb 11-year-olds money to just spend.
1: That's the best you can do is say, here are the facts. And those facts are like a game show where the same exact facts apply. At one thirty-five forty-one, this laugh, (laughs) which we both know is much spookier, slowed down. (laughs) At one thirty-seven eleven, an enormous insult to the fine folks at CarMax
0: with this swallow during the ad read. They have your back. With a seven-day money-back guarantee in every vehicle, no haggling.
1: At 139.01, the most egregious example of poserness in the entire week, Bill went to the Metallica concert, and he
0: points out that he got to listen to... At a Metallica concert, (laughs) (laughs) watching Enter Sandman and The Puppets. (laughs) I'm fairly certain they don't
1: have a song called The Puppets. I believe they had an album called Master of Puppets. Yeah. It's sort of from the their original pre Black album heyday. Yes, it sounds like a like some sort of Metallica like uh, tribute thing. It's like, well, it's Metallica, but like if Jim Henson did it. <laughs> <laughs> At one forty one fifty five during an ad for Square, he swallows
0: from point of sale and payroll.
1: Second part of the week was with Jacko and Sean Penn. I don't have quite as much in this. I only have a couple things. It was one hour twenty six minutes and forty two seconds. Forty seconds in, he botches his ZipRecruiter ad. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers. At two minutes, 51 seconds, he points out why this podcast does not start with the usual intro.
0: I don't feel comfortable talking about Brown on the podcast, so.
1: Instead, it starts with Pearl Jam, then goes through the usual intro. And then he explains that he had recorded the audio for the typical intro, but had to throw it out because Antonio Brown, from his team, the Patriots, had recently been accused of sexual assault, as we mentioned earlier, including rape. He says... And until we find out more about this story, which, again, is really horrible... um, Which is kind of bizarre, because I feel like his sports and culture podcast, where the culture, uh, especially the hashtag me2culture, meets sports on his favorite team, seems like a perfect opportunity for him to discuss these concepts. But also, he goes on and talks about Antonio Brown... On subsequent podcasts. And it certainly hasn't been cleared up. Chris, you are cons- uh, confused about the logical consistencies.
2: I am concerned about Bill, once again, being self-congratulatory. There is no purpose to this. <laughs> it, it's not like he had an, an originally tweeted, oh, we're going to talk about AB today. And then was like, oh, we can't because of this. He could just not talk about it. Right. He could just say, I'm not going to address this. And I mean, I assume maybe his response would be, well, people expect me to address
1: it. But it's like, Then address it. Then maybe you should address it. Yeah, tell him how great he is. Tell him how woke he is by broadcasting. He tweeted about it too.
2: So he comes on. He says this makes no sense. He does talk about AB later in the weekend this week, and then he sends a specific. He tweets a specific tweet that just says, "Um, "We didn't talk about AB on this podcast because we're not gonna or something like that." It's like, what the hell, dude? Like, okay, we get it. You're woke. Uh, Great. Congratulations, Bill. Now all the 25 year olds who work with you will think you're great.
1: While attempting to be sensitive. To the plight of this woman who is alleged that uh, Antonio Brown has sexually assaulted and raped her, he names her name. Yes. If you're going to have respect for the process, have respect for the people. Yes. Don't name the name. Now, her name is in the suit. It is often the case, as well in the criminal justice system, that the accuser's name shows up in various legal paperwork. That doesn't mean that you should bandy about the name of a person who has been sexually assaulted. It is a f***ing dick move, and it is the opposite of having respect and the opposite of being sensitive. It is shitting on the reputation of a person who has had the f***ing strength to say, something terrible has happened to me, and I want to take steps to resolve it. Uh,
2: At 2.40, Bill says, whatever time it is, PT, West Coast time. First of all, (laughs) pick one, Bill. Second of all, if it's West Coast time, shouldn't it be WCT, not PT? I
1: don't buy it. West Coast time and Pacific time are the same thing.
2: Yeah, they are, but it's just like it goes to this. It's like what the.
1: F- it's it's the problem I have with it is it's redundant. Yeah. it's like saying seven fifteen a.m. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that was an abbreviated <laughs> laugh at seven minutes and fifty seconds uh, during a discussion of the firing of former Boston Red Sox general manager. What's this guy's name? Dabrowski? The GM, yeah, Dabrowski. Yeah, he said he presented himself as Bros. aloof, and also this.
0: Just presented himself as the loof, aloof enigma, paging Edward Nigma. <laughs>
2: <laughs> At fourteen fifty, when Bill's talking about the Red Sox still, uh, and he's discussing how they should still be good, he said, "As long as you have Devers and Mookie and Betts and JD, two
1: of those are the same guy." <laughs> <laughs> At thirty one forty six, during an ad for rich person exercise bike Peloton, he's talking about how Peloton is like riding in the future because you're you're riding a bike and there's a
0: TV you're actually watching a TV screen and you're, you are can be at all these different locations and you could ride with other people. Matt, that's that's not
1: a futuristic concept. That's like every fucking gym in America. <laughs> yes. If you have a gym with no TV by the bikes, aren't you essentially in a serial killer's basement? At 5818, Bill botches it.
0: Throw them in my dra- drawer, put them on. He
2: said, we don't like socks that get a hole in them. We just like socks. Yeah. What the fuck? does that mean <laughs> and the, why did they the leave the it in yeah <laughs> is stance writing this uh, there's no way i think he's just
1: saying shit but well, who's why getting the... paid to write don't you remember <laughs> when we didn't talk about socks? when socks weren't part of the cultural conversation of america
2: it's got to be one of two things either bill's riffing and if now that's he the case the same
1: yeah if that's the
2: case then why isn't kyle being like listen uncle bill <laughs> I, I I try not to step up. That just doesn't make any sense. Like, you just didn't <laughs> say, like, it doesn't even, I don't even know. Or, why isn't anybody, like, there's gotta be some employee at the ringer who has enough clout to be, like, what, can't Kyle go to Mallory? First of all, I don't know why I'm putting this on Kyle, because Kyle's f***ing not paying attention Is to this shit, like right? KOC or Chris Yeah, Ryan? like, can't any of them listen to it and say, like, that's me. So somebody's gonna tell Bill that he can today. Or here's the other alternative, which is hilarious to Rod Burgundy's situation. That stance is like, it would be hilarious if we wrote things that made no sense and just see if Bill reads them. And then he
1: does. Yeah, that would be great. Man, I wish I was rich enough to do that. <laughs> I would be buying ad time on this all the time. I really don't have that much to say about the Sean Penn conversation except no. for this. He does seem like a bizarre dude, but yeah. he is fascinating. Isn't that like his
2: MO? Like, he's always been a bizarre dude.
1: Yeah, but I thought it was more like he was uh, curmudgeonly and antisocial and borderline violent, Uh, has a tendency to throw punches sort of indiscriminately. Uh, Was weird when he talked about how he is on vacation with a woman who the book is dedicated to? Yeah. I thought that was an odd talk around. Yes. But that being said, it was fascinating to listen to him talk, and I was grateful (laughs) that Bill mostly stayed out of the way. I don't know why I used to
2: think this, because... It's clearly just not true. I used to think that these celebrity interviews that Bill got were some sort of like real gets where it was like uh, he knows a guy or he knows a publicist or whatever. I mean, it's pretty clear now that Bill is just doing enough volume, getting enough clicks that people who are plugging stuff are willing to go on his show. And as a result... I'm starting to get tired of this bill interview uh, strategy where it's just like, let's go through your IMDb. I mean, I know I've said this before, but it's like, this is lazy. Like for a guy who prides himself in like sort of, uh, you know, the podcast medium being his thing, this is a lazy way to do interviews other than just pure volume of listeners. I don't know why you would go on Bill's podcast,
1: because all he's going to do is just run through your movies and try and get you to tell a story. That being said, it is a testament to his success that he is able to get somebody like Sean Penn, even if it's like the sort of Saturday throwaway spot, to show up on the podcast to show for his book. So give the guy credit. I mean, he has built a podcasting empire, eh, probably an exaggeration, uh, out of being a columnist in Boston on AOL 20 years ago. So that's pretty impressive. I just wish you would come up with a new way to do these interviews. Yeah, he does need something, and he needs a like he can come up with a hook. He's an intelligent guy. He comes yeah. up with creative stuff. I mean, he's an intelligent guy. Just ask him. uh He's also a terrific writer. At one twenty and forty one <laughs> seconds, Sean Penn may not have known that Bill wrote a book that was seven hundred pages.
0: I wrote a seven hundred page basketball book once.
1: He, <laughs> he does now because Bill told him. We'll be back after this.
0: Hmm. 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 Mm. Like for your wallet. Hmm. Mm. 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 Ooh. What's going mm. on in the... Oh.
1: Mm. <laughs> Matt, we use Anchor.fm for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And it's free. Anchor will not only let you record and edit, you can also distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more through Anchor. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which is handy for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The third and final podcast of the week was two hours, two minutes, and 50 seconds. A little long. Super long. It included Mallory, then House, then House and Mallory. Did you think this was structured weird? I thought it was weird. It was like, we're going to talk to Mallory and do that.
2: The weird thing she does now every week, which is fine. And then we're going to bring house in and then we'll bring Mallory back. It felt weird. And it definitely felt like they did part of the, inter- the interviews out of order. And then they kind of smushed them all together. It was strange.
1: Yeah. Well, we may know why. And, and we'll get to that in a couple minutes. But 10 seconds in Zip Recruiter, Sorry, you botched your ad. She needed to hire a game artist for her education tech company. Again, 156. First, our friends from Pearl Jam, not but first. I point it out every week, and then I point out doesn't matter. Well, it matters if you're going to make a T-shirt with it on it. Then it matters, right? <laughs> or if you have made a T-shirt right. with it, right? <laughs> At 5.55, Bill wants you to know that he is still one of the most listened to podcasts.
0: And assume I'm one of the most listened to podcasts out there. <laughs> Thank you. At 6.10, Bill, the 13-year-old
1: girl, says this. Okay. <laughs> 19 minutes and 12 seconds in, Bill going off on why Peyton Manning likes people. Calls him a hall of famer of all time. And Peyton Manning
0: is a hall of famer of all time. Who's like, as opposed to the run of the
1: mill, everyday (laughs) hall of famers. Then says that he probably just likes people who are dicks.
0: Oh, I kind of like this dick. He just says his mind. Sure.
1: Yeah. (laughs) 26 minutes and 13 seconds in bill. Once again, goes back to the well where he argues that Tom Brady has not only come up with a new way to run, but this he retrained his legs. I still think this is wrong. You don't retrain your legs. You might train your legs. You don't retrain them. It's not like you trained them once to run one way and then train them again. Well, he
2: maybe he means train them
1: from when he learned to walk. <laughs> retrain from when they learned to walk. I see. Okay, fine. <laughs> At 2653, and a very interesting conversation between Mallory and Bill, Mallory seems to imply that Tom Brady either has hair plugs or implants? Gladwell does toothache? it this week, too. What are they talking
2: about? I think that this must be like a thing. I'd never heard of this, but I apparently there is a there is suspicion that Tom Brady has hair plugs. No other explanation for how his hair looks like that. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. I didn't either, but he does look remarkably young for his age.
1: Because of his hair? Well, it helps. <laughs> when we discuss why it's out of order, here's the point I, I was going to get around to. At 3127, Bill's doing an ad for Audible, and he says Mallory would be thrilled to find out that Harry Potter books are available on audio, but she's not around to be thrilled because she's gone to the bathroom. Well, Mallory ran to the bathroom, so. If she were there, she would be doing this. She would be making uh, loud, happy noises if she knew this. How can you talk about a woman (laughs) going to the bathroom during a podcast and expect that to be classy and then talk about her making loud, happy noises? (laughs) I mean, it's just so classless. Bizarre. Wasn't Kyle like maybe we don't talk about Mallory going to the bathroom? (laughs) Well, see, so here's the thing I think it's out of order because Mallory has diarrhea. (laughs) Wait, but don't they patch house in? Yeah, because I think what happens is she has diarrhea and there's a big long pause, so then they call house.
2: Uh, I had not considered this, but this just seems like <laughs> Bill was like, Well, I'm not just going to sit around while she shits her brains
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he was like, We better have a conversation. Otherwise, we're just going to be listening to this poor lady. Crap. Speaking of I fashion. really
2: am, I, am, I, Okay, I have now thought about it for 30 seconds and I am 100% on
1: board with this theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hold ourselves to a higher standard, <laughs> the, but that, not That now. makes it
2: even better that he mentioned it because it's, it's like she's taking a dump right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> At 36.05. Bill points out something that he could live
0: by. And there's been a couple of times in my life where I wish I had just gone forward and not dwelled on something that happened backwards. Mm-hmm.
1: His entire career is based <laughs> on dwelling on things that have happened backward. And in fact, I would argue that the whole foundation of the ringer is based on him dwelling on the fact that he was fired by ESPN, yes. which he does bring up, oh, I don't know, from time to time. Yes, It's a little bit on the nose for him to talk about not dwelling on things that have happened yes. in the past. At 40 minutes and 11 seconds, Mallory is talking about Lamar Jackson. She says this.
2: As strong as a boulder, but if a boulder had the most expensive running shoes and also the fastest 40 time.
1: How strong is a boulder? I mean, if you're talking about the kind of strength where it's hard to break it, true. But I'm not sure if a football player is worried about getting crushed into small pieces of gravel. No, it's like those boulders uh, that can lift things over their heads. Right. <laughs> now, I also don't know why the boulder would want to have expensive running shoes. If the boulder <laughs> was extraordinarily fast, it would not need expensive running shoes because it would just be fast regardless. Right. Whatever way you decorate <laughs> a very, very strong boulder, it's still going to be just as fast as whatever that boulder happens to be. Then she decides <laughs> to get extra specific and point out that that very strong boulder has expensive running shoes and also the fastest 40 time. So somehow the boulder is running the specific distance that is used uh, in measuring uh, pro athletes to 40. I think she's great. I do think we should call her Mal as a sign of respect and closeness. But, man, this was tortured to death. At 4259, Matt, I'm sure you loved when Bill points out that the reason he is a grudge-holding head about Nick Foles being injured with a broken collarbone in the Jaguars' first game of the season is that he still feels bad because Nick Foles beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl.
0: I just feel dead inside that we didn't win that Super Bowl. Oh, yes.
1: One of the reasons we do love Mal, she's sticking up for Nick Saban and standing up to her boss, Bill Simmons. And this is what she has to say.
2: Of all your indefensible bits, this is the worst one.
0: Come back to the NFL, Nick Saban. Now, that does take some balls.
2: Yeah. What I actually like about it is, because
0: actually I hate Nick Saban,
2: uh, and I think he's an asshole. But what I like about it is, yeah, this is a stupid bill uh, billism that he has been spouting for a while. And I think it's also, I'm just going to pile on, I think it's also a little bit of, like, closet Patriots favoritism. Because yes, yes. the implication or is jealousy. Belichick did it, got booted from Cleveland, and then was like, no, I can do this, I can try again. And it's like, he's a real coach. You want to play college and, and you know, do that kind of bullshit. And it's like, he's scared to come back. It's like,
1: you know, this is, we're better than you. Yes. Yeah. And so he's scared of the fact that Saban is getting a lot of credit uh, and has, frank, frankly, earned a lot of credit. He wants to defend Belichick as the uh, you know yeah. end all be all. And anyone who can approach the throne must be, he must put them aside through some rationale or another. At forty five twenty nine, this is what he says about Saban and where he likes to cook he
0: could he couldn't handle the hottest kitchen so he went to a nice nice little semi-hot kitchen (laughs)
1: now now the way the the cliche is supposed to go is if you can't stand the heat get out of the kitchen right bill thinks that the problem was not the heat but the amount of heat (laughs) yes so the location is go from that kitchen to a different kitchen where there's still some amount of heat but not as much heat more ventilation in that (laughs) other kitchen what is he talking about? What a dipshit. <laughs> Despite our love for Mallory and our respect for her guts, both literal and figurative, <laughs> because she's pooping Oh, yeah. <laughs> to, to Bill. At forty nine thirty-eight, she begins a string of mispronounced words. The first is this.
2: Yeah, it was great a plume. I...
1: Matt, I checked with our robot friends <laughs> and they confirmed it is not a plume. It is a plum.
0: A plum. A
1: plum. Robots are right. At fifty minutes and thirteen seconds, Mallory is talking about Gardner Minshew walking around Washington state with this crown
2: Royale
1: and it's crown Royal, not crown Royale. This is not a liquor that has 20 entrants and one ultimate victor. Here's what they say on their ads, <laughs> including ads for water break, which last year was a sponsor.
0: Yes. guess the lines. This is the crown Royal water break.
1: And at 15 minutes and 13 seconds, ending the string, you do not rub this salve you- on your injuries. It is salve. Robot judges? Sav. Sav. Confirmed. Now, man, I had some trouble with this. House at one hour and nine seconds uses the word instantiate. The the uh, point you're making about instantiating some kind of. Which I immediately think, as a judgmental is a made up word. It is not. There is a real word instantiate. What's it mean? It means to represent an abstraction by a concrete. I don't think that's what he's talking about here. <laughs> At one hour, one minute, and 28 seconds, Bill says he thinks some player ditched the team out.
0: I think he ditched the team
1: at At 125 and one second, swallows.
0: Colts plus three over the Titans.
1: And then maybe. At 132.51, Matt, you and I prepared a multimedia experience. We did. On the Bill Simmons podcast podcast. Here's what, uh, Bill has to
0: say about his love for the music from the TV show, Succession. We could take the Succession music uh-huh. and put it behind anything, and it would sound 15 times more profound and intense.
1: What he fails to do is what he suggests is possible. Like,
0: we could do it right now in this podcast, and for whatever House says next, it'll sound so much more potent. Which is to take the next thing House says...
1: And put it to the succession music. Now, the next thing House says is this. I love the beat. The beat gets me. Not very profound on its own. But let's listen to how it sounds with the succession music. The beat he loves.
2: I love the beat. I love the beat. The beat gets me. The beat gets me. The beat gets me. I
1: love the beat. Still not that profound, honestly, no. Matt.
2: I also don't understand. They're doing a spoiler-filled talk about a show. That's that halfway through its second that's halfway season? halfway through. And isn't like a cultural phenomena like Game of Thrones was or anything like that? You didn't need filler. Well, I don't know why they did this. Maybe when Mal came out of the bathroom. <laughs> They were like, well, we can't just sit here. we got to talk about something. We've been for her
1: to come it's out of the shooter. <laughs> yeah.
2: So they did this.
1: At 142.17, this is one of my favorite lines of the week, and I'll just <laughs> leave it at that.
2: I thought you were going to say the ringer has always been about shame and guilt. Well, And, and, it's, and the ringer is about shame and guilt. <laughs> Needs no commentary.
1: At 143.41, Bill says this about Shiv, a character on Succession.
0: So now she's been sh- literally shivved.
1: Yeah. She was not literally shivved. She was figuratively shivved. In order for her to have been literally shivved, someone would have to take a shiv and shiver with it. Somebody
2: should talk to Ben Simmons
1: and get his <laughs> pretend knife. At one forty-five oh nine, Mallory Rubin sniffs into the microphone.
2: He has that great that great fight with <laughs> Logan, and he.
1: This is what it would sound like if that were <laughs> edited out.
2: He has that
1: great that great fight with Logan, and he. At one fifty-nine fifty-seven, Bill calls. Character Logan Roy, a media magnet. I mean, this guy's like a media magnet. He means magnet. Magnate. Robots. Magnate. Magnate. <laughs> Thank you. I'd like to talk about more shows, Matt. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to excuse myself and go to the powder room. This has been the Bill Simmons Podcast. Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. <laughs>